0: A popular outcast production.
1: Welcome to Portable Power Podcast, uh, your source for the worst portable gaming news out there or something. (laughs) So this is our special E3 episode, and we have a special guest with us. Special guest, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Tyler Olu. And where would our listeners perhaps know you from, Tyler? Maybe they know me from um,
2: stickitinyourpocket.com. It's a portable gaming website. Common interests.
1: (laughs) That's why I'm
2: here. That's good. <laughs> it's good not to have someone on who doesn't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Uh Tyler, did you bring a drink with you this evening? Oh,
2: yeah, it's just orange juice because I'm not cool like everybody else. For me it's late. Maybe you guys basically for you guys too, but for me it's pretty late and I'm and I'm sick and I don't feel good. <laughs> so it's like oh. uh nothing hard tonight, just some OJ.
1: Cool. Um so what have you been playing recently?
2: Oh, uh what have I been playing? Uh, weird stuff such as uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus 2. Uh, I just got into the spirit with um, Hyrule Warriors and then that got me thinking about Team Ninja and now I'm playing through old Team Ninja games that are ports yeah. from like 100 years ago.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm playing that and then Tomodachi Life. We did not review that for the show, so can you give us a like thirty second review of Tamagotchi Life? <laughs> well,
2: it's certainly not for everyone. Uh, it's yeah. nothing that it, it's really it would be super hard for me to recommend it um, very easily, even though I like it. Uh, I, I find it has a lot less um, need for progress or like goals than even uh, Animal Crossing, which. Is itself very open and something that may be hard to recommend for everybody. Tamagotchi Life is very much just uh, put some put some work into it, and you'll get a little some you'll get some laughs out of it. It's almost just to humor yourself. There's no real goals or anything that seemingly to attain. It's just have some good times with a bunch of goofy people and try to propose to your uh, your waifu in the game, and maybe <laughs> maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. I fit I I have my own wife in the game. And my character, I don't know if it if because I said she was my spouse, uh, that it naturally, just just like, okay, we'll hook you two up. But I, I like, totally farted on the um, proposal, which makes it sound cooler than it is because I didn't actually fart, <laughs> but I blew it, because you have to like, tap this button whenever the character is thinking about you, and then oh. they're like, oh, I want you to marry me. But it's like, it'll show a picture of you in the thought bubble, and then a mango, or, you know, a chair, but it does it super <laughs> fast, so I kept blowing it. And, and then she was like, man, these fireworks are great, and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's totally what I want to talk about—the fireworks. So. <laughs> but it's good, it's fun, and it is—it is very, very funny, and the the localization is terrific. But uh-huh. either it's hard to be like, oh, this is what I'm doing today. I gotta get make sure I get this done. So.
1: Yeah, it seems like it would be best played as, like, a like a mobile game for iPhone or something. Like, that kind of, like, short little burst. Rather than, you know, 30 minutes to an hour like you would play Animal Crossing.
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't find... And there's no... Animal Crossing 2 had, the, like, the multiplayer. You could hop on with some friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're playing with your friends in Tomodachi Life, but in, like, a much different way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm playing it between bouts of, like, 1001 Spikes. So when I get super Ooh. frustrated and I want to, like ram my head to the wall then i'll just relax and unwind with some tamadachi life and then head back into it
1: awesome well even though we're a bi-monthly podcast we have a question of the week whoa and yeah i don't know it just seemed to flow better than (laughs) question of the every other week or something so the question of this week was out of all the stuff you saw e3 whether it was a, a game or just a moment or whatever, what was your favorite moment of this year's E3? Hmm. Uh,
2: probably, oh, would it be Splatoon? It's probably Splatoon. Yes. Uh, it, it, overall, like I guess you could be like, oh, the direct, the direct, the Nintendo direct is really good. And uh-huh. but uh, to keep it at games, I would say Splatoon. It really caught me off guard. Uh, mm-hmm. This squid eyes that it opens up with, like the animated squid eyes, I was like, what is this? Like this is going to be <laughs> some weird. Third part, like third-party exclusive or something like that. I mm-hmm. and I still don't like the squid eyes. It's a really weird hang-up, but everything else is amazing. Like that game in particular, just really stands out to me. And because mm-hmm. I'm not much for shooters, I don't like them. I'm, I'm, right. Even though I, I love to take this grand stand against violence. Uh, I'm playing Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus Two, <laughs> which is like super ridiculous and full of beheadings and blood and guts. But I feel there's almost like a tone, a tone to it that I can kind of stomach a bit more than something like Call of Duty, which yeah. I would never say is a bad game, just doesn't appeal to me. So it's right. cool that I can get my multiplayer online shootings in a different way, and
1: then I can enjoy it. So cool. So Emrys, what are you drinking this evening?
3: I have crystal clear filtered water, Ooh. which is refreshing. And delightful, that's all.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's fine. (laughs) What have you been playing?
3: I have been playing League of Legends and regretting every minute of it. (laughs) A game, it's it's so self-defeating, and the community is terrible. Like, I I started just playing, like, casual mode. Supposedly it's casual mode, but the people on there are so terrible (laughs) that I was just like, if I'm going to take all this verbal abuse, I might as well be playing Ranked. (laughs) <laughs>
4: that's so bizarre, that is terrible That is awful I just got my uh, my two month chip from League of Legends
3: Yeah I, See what happened is, a friend of mine in Chicago He started playing recently He was like, oh yeah, I really love Aatrox And I'm like, I love Aatrox too And I'm like, I gotta play again I wanna play all the ARAMs and stuff And so then I tried out the team builder mode That's brand new And it's really good But the people are just so obnoxious
4: so, wait, your friend in Chicago who just started playing, like, he like he's a noob?
3: Yeah, he's level 10. So he's terrible? Yes.
4: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I vowed that I would never try to teach another new person how to play that game ever again.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm terrible, too. Like, I'm in bronze, too, and <laughs> I'm going down. Like, it's so humiliating, because I just know that I'm, like, better than that, but it's so hard <laughs> to play this game. Because the people just don't even know anything. And then today the game crashed. I'm in like a ranked game, and it crashed during the loading screen, and I had to like reinstall some of it. It was so Ooh, obnoxious. That's nasty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so question of the week for you then. Uh, did you have a favorite moment of this year's E3?
3: Easily. It was Codename Steam. Ooh. Anything by Intelligent Systems gets my motor running except apparently for Fire Emblem. I don't know why.
1: Oh, Is it the setting?
3: No, you know, I, I just don't like watching movies when I'm trying to play a strategy game.
2: Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, at least in my experience with, like, Awakening, they seem pretty few and far between.
3: Yeah, I, I know I haven't given that game. I haven't given that game enough of a chance, but it just never hooked me.
2: It was a series that I never bothered with until this one, because se- I think it had, like, a casual mode, and I'm like, that's good enough for me. I'm going to jump on.
3: <laughs>
2: and with Steam, uh, yeah. I like the uh, the art style has been like uh, I just don't like it there's nothing where yeah. uh, I'm like oh, I don't like the game now forget it it's ugly and weird I just don't re- I just don't <laughs> like the aesthetics and then the whole thing is like oh well Nintendo games like you'll have to see how it runs and how does it look when it's running but it doesn't change how it looks to me but the game yeah. see, the game looks to play like amazingly like I'm really excited for that game I just don't I just don't think I like the visuals that much, but
1: well, they commented on that. So I'm hoping they can, they can fix it. Cause Reggie himself commented on, on the visuals not being great. Like I saw yeah. some blip on the news about that. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll be polished before release, but if it's the art style that you don't like, yeah, I don't see that.
2: Yeah. It's something about like the fidelity or something like that. It's just mm-hmm. literally the art style. Like, Okay. I don't know what they can do unless they change art styles. Yeah. But I mean, it's such a—it's become such a big point that I almost like don't like saying it because I do like the game. Yeah. It almost seems like if you don't like the art style, you don't have to like the game. That's how people some people are behaving, and I don't mm-hmm. feel that way at all. Like I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't like how it looks necessarily, but I'll play it. It looks super fun. It does.
4: Kevin, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking a um, Unibrow La fine du Monde. It's a Belgian-style triple, yeah. and it's... Uh, I'm quite familiar with it. Yeah, it's 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 very good. I, I believe I've had it before, but it's not usually... It's not one of my regulars, but it probably should be. Cool. What are you playing? Uh, Well, I think you know what I've been playing, but for the sake of everyone yeah. else, uh, <laughs> Mario Kart 8. Yeah? Mm. You,
1: are you still enjoying it? Uh,
4: I enjoy multiplayer. Uh, single player is kind of a slog, because like, they really cut down on the blue shells in multiplayer, but I have found that they haven't really cut down on it in single player, and it's yeah. cost me triple stars multiple times at this point, and I kind of hate that. Because you're
1: OCD like that. Yeah, <laughs> but,
4: but you know, I, I do enjoy, like, like you know, I haven't even talked to Andrew since I graduated high school, and, like, it's been cool getting to play Mario Kart 8 with him and, like, you and, yes. like, Jeff and Acelin and Christopher right. Arnold and, you know, all of the people that we yeah, play it with.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, question of the week, what was your favorite moment of this year's E3? Uh,
4: A couple different things. In a general sense, I liked seeing that the Wii U is finally going somewhere.
1: Yeah, seems like Um,
4: it. Like, Yoshi's Wooly World, or whatever it's called, looks Mm -hmm. kind of adorable. It does. But as far as games that I want to play the most, I'd probably have to say Fantasy
1: Life. Ooh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this evening, I have with me here a... um, Stone Brewing Company's Enjoy by July Fourth IPA. It's a um, <laughs> very freshly hopped IPA, and it in fact will expire on July Fourth of this year. These these beers have like a two month uh, code. They oh, gotta wow. be refrigerated, and it's it's pretty intense stuff. Dang. Um, that being said, I don't love it. But <laughs> <laughs> as, as far as IPA goes, it's, I guess it's pretty good. I don't know.
4: I thought you were getting in, more into IPAs.
1: Um, I'm just kind of burnt out on them because it seems like yeah. every friggin brewery in the world has 27 IPAs and then like three other beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't hate them. I, I actually really like them when they're really good, but I need variety.
3: I heard the best way to um, to judge a brewery is on their Pilsner, actually. I don't like any Pilsners. There are a few that I've enjoyed. Yeah, that's the thing. If a, if a place can brew a really good beer that's not too hoppy, then it speaks well for them, I guess.
1: Okay. You know, that's sort of like my pizza standard. Like, if a pizza place can do just, like, a plain pizza really good, that's, like, the, that's the measure of their quality. That's all I ever get anyway.
3: <laughs> I judge every Chinese restaurant by their general Tso's.
1: Ooh, See, there we go. Works on every level. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what have you what have you been playing, Mark? Uh, mostly Mario Kart Eight, and I haven't found the the single player quite as infuriating as you. It's yeah, it's a little cheap. But I don't get hit by that many blue shells. It's mainly just everything else. Are you just not in first place that often? Uh, I'm in first place quite a bit, Thank <laughs> <you> very much. <laughs> um, and it's only in 150 cc where I did, where I started not getting um, three stars on every cup the first time I tried it. So. Yeah,
4: I just find myself continually getting nailed like 10 meters from the finish line on the
2: last mm. lap.
1: It's a Thanks real bummer. Metric there. <laughs>
2: yeah. I uh, when I played, I just. I'm I'm literally just get the character I want. I think I wanted Wendy Koopa super mm-hmm. bad, and I think I had to do I did all the 150, and then I went to Mirror, and then she unlocked, and I was like, done. Don't need <laughs> this anymore. just online for me. She was one of the first yeah. people I unlocked. I don't know. I know people, and then I, I have friends who want Rosalina so bad, and I was like, and has still haven't gotten her, and I'm like, oh, I have Rosalina. <laughs> like I got her. She was like my third character. I think. Yeah, so she was <laughs> in
1: first three to five for me for sure. It was that damn Metal Mario that I didn't get until the very last. So, um, question of the week for you, Mark. What was your favorite E3 moment? For me, it was watching all of Nintendo's stuff on Twitch. And it's not exactly a moment. It was more like 12 hours of my life. <laughs> but it was really cool. Like it To say that I felt like I was there is pretty cliche. But like I kind of did. They were demoing games all day. They'd spend 30 to minutes plus on every game and show you ins and outs and so much stuff it was was really awesome
2: yeah you learn really interesting
1: things yeah and then uh i mean just so many freaking games like i don't know i lost count (laughs) like 60 how many new nintendo games they revealed It, it is pretty
4: awesome how like the last several e3s nintendo kind of has kind of just like wrecked everybody's shop well that's in comparison to Microsoft and Sony, I mean... We
1: feel that way. I don't know that the general public feels that way.
2: What I thought was so like, so interesting is that, you know, the big joke going around is everything's 2015, which is, I understand, it sucks, yeah. but at least with this whole Treehouse thing, it was like, oh, this is in 2015 mm-hmm. and it's playable, instead of 2015 and it's a CG-rendered CG cutscene. Cut yeah, exactly.
1: So, we're going to start with 3DS. Um, you know, we're a portable games podcast. I would love to talk about Wii U stuff, but I want to keep that to a minimum. Um, so, yeah, 3DS, like, all in all, I, I think, I like I said earlier, I counted at least 60 games announced around E3 by Nintendo, and, you know, 70% of that was probably Wii U, which I'm glad they're pushing Wii U, but I feel like the 3DS has a slightly more sparse lineup now. Like, it's not as, like, many, like, mainstream hits, like, bam, 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 like we've had recently. There's a lot of stuff that I have to, like, I've had to, like, look for. Like, I don't think the general public is going to be turned on to Fantasy Life or Codename Steam. I could be wrong, but I don't know. So, we'll, let's just talk about the first big game, the most important, probably, Super Smash Bros. I mean, it looks awesome on 3DS. Who did they announce this this past week? Pac-Man, Palutena from Kid Icarus, the Me characters, and possibly game and watch it's sort of up in the air about that one
3: the thing that worries me about putting me's in a fighting game is that you run the risk of them being really generic like um like you know link has his sword and he does normal zelda moves and sound effects and something yeah but like one me is probably not going to be that distinguishable from another me When they're flying around the screen and like kicking and punching and stuff, like I just wonder how they're gonna.
1: There's the brawler me, which is just hand to hand combat. Uh, There's the the gunner me, which is basically sort of Samus, and then the um, sword fighter me. I think that's the name. That's like Link, and uh, slightly maybe generic, but I don't know. I don't know. I might argue that they're completely exactly the opposite of generic.
3: Yeah, I mean it would really d- depend on how it plays out. I can just see like like you've got those three styles, but is it really like just three different essentially new characters or is it really uh, like a
1: I compared them to sort of the um if you've played a lot of fighting games, there's a l- always like a character in a fighting game that has like everybody's moves. Uh-huh. Like, um, sort of like Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, or, um, there's the one character in Soul Calibur that just has the floating eyeball in his chest that just has everybody's moves. Like, I think that's kind of how the Miis are. You know, it's sort of okay. a fighting game trope. I, it remains to be seen, but I think it's a good idea, like, because they're the most customizable characters.
3: Yeah, I think having, just being able to put your own characters in the game is pretty awesome. Yeah, now everybody can have
1: Goku in the game and they can shut up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> What did you guys feel about those Amiibos? I don't know that I will ever actually use them, but I want them. Yeah, (laughs) that is exactly how I feel about it. Like, the stuff that they announced for them didn't blow me over. Like, the stuff for Smash, like, you import them into the game as an AI character, and they level up, and they learn moves, and they they learn play styles and stuff, but I didn't really see why that would be appealing to me. Because I never use AI characters in Smash to begin with. Right. So, I don't know. Either I didn't understand it, or it's just not appealing to me. But that being said, the level of craftsmanship on those characters is awesome. I mean, I'm definitely going to get Samus, Link, maybe Donkey Kong.
2: It just seems like too much money for me. I'm so nervous. (laughs) Like, already, I'm like, uh, well, I was like, I really want that adapter and the game controller that's like $100. Was like starting off with like ten figures, and if if they're like ten dollars each,
1: like I'm already above like two hundred dollars. It's crazy, yeah. right? They said they plan to do every character in Smash. I think I think <laughs> I read that today. Um And we don't know how big the the, the Smash roster is going to be. I mean, rumors are fifty plus, but I mean they're just that rumors. We're up to thirty four announced characters at this point. And then Mario Kart, it wasn't really clear to me what they're going to do, like because they seem to be used more for like saving stats and saving th- that character's stuff. Like, a lot of people have speculated for Mario Kart, oh, it'll be DLC characters, but I- it doesn't really sound like how they're going to be using those, but I could be wrong. So Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they'll pro- I'll probably just buy a couple, and they'll sit on my shelf, and um, specifically with Zero Suit Samus, I might do some interesting things. With them. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody watch the tournament for Smash? Yeah. It was pretty freaking exciting just to see... To see a lot of the new moves. Like, they pretty much, for the first time, everyone got to see Mega Man's Final Smash in motion um, and a couple other Final Smashes as well. And it's just. I'm so excited for this game and I'm so mad that I have to wait so long.
2: It is. It's going to be a real big pain. So, uh, on the topic of the 3DS version, it's weird because a lot of talk is coming out, and it doesn't seem as if people are, are as receptive to it. And it's funny, too, because a lot of people are also like, why? You shouldn't need the game controller. That's ridiculous. Like, just yeah. use the controller you have. And then everyone's talking about the controls in the 3DS version seem mm-hmm. weird. So, hopefully, like, I can't imagine that being a problem. Like, I don't mind the setup uh, as is, and it seems fine to me, and I, and I think it's really cool that I can play Smash Bros. on my 3DS, So I'll probably overcome that. And the Smash Run mode looks, like, super good. Like, I really want to play it.
3: So are they moving Smash Brothers into a competitive direction? Because I know they put some things in the latest Smash games where you would like trip repeatedly at random times.
1: Yeah, that was um, a bad idea, (laughs) and they have since (laughs) removed it. Yeah. So they
3: are—they're trying to—they're accepting the competitive nature of Smash Brothers.
1: I I think they're at least um, acknowledging it. You know, they're not trying to make this street fighter 4 or something like that
3: because um esports is going in a totally new direction just in the last year or two Mm -hmm. so i can see nintendo definitely wanting to get on that bandwagon because there's a lot of money to be made in competitive esports
1: yeah there have been a few official like smash tournaments for money it like um evo which is like the big fighting game tournament and stuff like that but um
3: i don't know well i heard that smash brothers has always been always been kind of like we don't want it to be a competitive game we want it to be like mario party they're still kind of sticking to that
2: yeah okay it's interesting too because at that invitational tournament, I was like, "This is super awkward because the people on stage are in that the Smash Brothers documentary. As mm-hmm. as there's a part, a portion of the movie where they talk about how upset they are with Sakurai, <laughs> like for for okay. for a brawl, and then for saying that it is like a party game and not for competitive. I think there's some quotes from Sakurai saying like he doesn't want it to be people to be only for the hardcore that are sitting in like their basement playing the game. He want yeah. because then that would mean that it's not for a wider audience, but." I think they construe that to mean, like, that's what they are, but I think what he's saying is he doesn't want only that. He wants everybody to play it, and it's cool if there's this other scene, but he doesn't want to make it for that scene and then off-put
1: people who just want to
4: play it more casually.
1: It's sort of yeah. like the Nintendo um, philosophy, that they don't want to alienate anybody. Yeah,
4: I think Smash Brothers is the best example of them actually succeeding at that, though. Because yeah, you have yeah. these, like, bananas items that, you know, do ridiculous things and really level the playing field, but then you can also turn off whatever you want, like, and whatever you don't like, and you can turn off the levels that you don't like, and, like... I, I go to a, a gigantic LAN party every year in the city where I live, and they um, every year they have like a gigantic Smash Brothers tournament from anyone who you know for anyone who wants to sign up for it, and they like project it on you know it's like on a projector screen going up against like it's taking up like the better portion of an entire wall in this room, and mm-hmm. like it's it's a big deal, and you know it's it's actually like a competitive event. But but at the same time, like, I play it with my friends who have no clue what they're doing, and they still have a good time with it.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, the only other thing I could say about it is I'm super disappointed it got delayed from summer to October. I
4: think that's going to hurt it, honestly, because isn't isn't the Wii U release going to be, like, in winter? They're saying
1: holiday now.
4: Yeah, holiday, which means, like, November or December, correct? I would assume it's gonna be freaking like week of Christmas kind of (laughs) thing. Yeah. Okay, well that's kind of a mistake too, because I think I would think you would want Smash Brothers to
1: be like out before Christmas, so that like Mm, as long as it's out before Christmas, they're fine. Yeah. Even if it's a day before Christmas, like that game's gonna sell millions. (laughs) Yeah,
4: but I think that's gonna
1: I think that's gonna hurt the 3ds version. No, I, I I. I'm reluctant to agree, but I kind of agree. Like for me now, I'm torn. Mm-hmm. Like I, I doubt that I'm gonna in the end say oh, I'm just gonna wait two more months.
3: I don't think the two are competing. Why do you say that? If you have a Wii U and you love Smash Brothers, you're gonna get it for the Wii U. And if you have a 3DS and you love Smash Brothers, you'll get it there. But what about people who have, have both, both? You'll get both. They'll buy both.
1: Possibly, I think more people are gonna lean towards Wii U because um, number one, just bigger. And the GameCube thing—they—they're freaking remaking GameCube controllers with a GameCube adapter, and that's going to be big for the competitive. Yeah,
3: I mean, I agree that Smash Brothers is best when played on a Wii U. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I'll never own a console probably ever again, and mm-hmm. I would easily get Smash Brothers on the 3DS because I have one. So I think like like people who love the game, they're they're gonna buy it wherever they can.
1: For sure. Well, I'd like to move on to um, the Pokemon, Omega, and yeah. Alpha. I can't remember <laughs> which one. I can't remember, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's Omega Ruby, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire.
1: Okay, so I didn't see much on these games this week besides like a trailer. I don't know if I missed stuff. I kept. I was actively looking for stuff and for some reason couldn't find it. The only thing I really have in my notes is that I think it looks exactly like X and Y. Mm-hmm. and which it's, it's Of like, course. Well, fine, using the same engine on, and, and stuff like that, but it, it's... It's just so similar. I don't think a year later I'm ready to do this again.
3: I
4: doubt oh, I'm going to
1: pick this up,
3: but they'll have at least two more Pokémon that can mega evolve. Yeah, I saw that yes. mega
4: evolved Sableye and I really like Sableye as a Pokémon, but it's just not competitive. So giving it yeah. like like I mean its stats just aren't
3: there. The the mega, the mega version will be competitive. Though. Right, which is which is the But of course like <laughs>
4: I'm not going to buy a $40 game that takes me like 90 hours to do anything with just for, you know, a Mega Sable Evolved Sableye. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe if that was the only way to get a Mega Evolved Charmander, sure, but not Sableye.
3: That's, it's all I want now is the new Pokemon games. And I even immediately, I saw, as if it were flashing before my eyes, four more games remaking each of the intervening generations between red and x there's gonna be all of them and i'm gonna want all of them that's good i, I don't mind if they do the <laughs> exp
2: share that like that was introduced with x and y then that'll make it yeah. a lot easier for me to play those ultra games because now that i've played x and y it's hard for me to to go back like i'm like oh, oh yeah i have to sure. keep switching out pokemon it just seems so pointless when it works so well in x and y
3: I opened up black and white to transport my Pokemon to X and Y, and I I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) (laughs) what was I doing to myself all these years?
1: So, Tyler, did you see much on these two games? Like, I, I just didn't. No,
2: up. and in fact, I don't think I even like tracked it. But I was I paid like really close attention to because I, I like Pokemon, but I was just like, oh, I just play them when they come out. I'm not really a lot for like preview coverage. I don't okay. read a lot of preview coverage, okay. but I've been watching these videos like YouTube on YouTube like crazy, and nothing ever popped up. And it seemed to me like if there was something about Pokemon, then for sure I would check it out. The only thing that did catch my eye was that all the stuff that's been going around where. Miyamoto uh, met up with some children and played with like, which sounds weird, but yeah. so, like some so kids were like invited to E3 or something like that, and they got to play yeah. Mario Maker and and at one point they mentioned that they were able to play level uh, that they that Pokemon Omega and and Alpha or whatever I can't remember were there and uh, so maybe other maybe they, maybe it was there for just these kids or something I have no maybe. idea yeah. I don't know but you
1: yeah, haven't read anything either it's weird. Okay, well, they're probably saving it for Nintendo Direct later on. Uh, sure. Um, I did appreciate that, like, literally the day of this, there's already memes spawn of, uh, what does Mudkip <laughs> evolve into? Swamp something? I forget. It's something <laughs> that's <laughs> terrifying. It, there's a picture of it, the Mega Evolution. Swampert,
3: is it Swampert?
1: Yeah, that sounds right. And the the text on it is just, I heard you like murder. <laughs> 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 That's ridiculous. Okay, well, let's uh, move on to Monster Hunter Four Ultimate, Kevin. Let's hear you talk about this at great length.
4: <laughs> well, I saw that it was announced. And that was as far as I went with it because nothing (laughs) in the world will ever make me give a shit about Monster Hunter (laughs) unless it's
1: not Monster Hunter anymore. Okay, okay. I really had my hopes up for this one because they were saying the controls were going to be more fluid and just like the environment's more, I don't know if seamless if I made that up or what, but that's what I was expecting. Um, I didn't really see it. I watched a stream of it on the Capcom Unity Twitch for quite a long time, and huh. it just <laughs> seemed a lot like Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Um, <laughs> the the areas are more um, multi-leveled, so there's like little hills and stuff you can jump up and climb up and stuff like that, so in that way it's a little more uh, fluid. I don't know if that's the right word, but like... It looked like it had the same sort of camera system and stuff that... All the stuff that Kevin hated about the game. Yeah. I don't know, man. I will never play another one of those games until they
4: take out the thing, the whole thing where you have to sharpen your weapon every five seconds in combat. Uh,
1: <laughs> Tyler, do you play Monster Hunter? Yep. <laughs> I like him. I, I like it a lot. I have the Wii U one, and I've, I've probably 50 hours into that one, and at least 50 to 60 in try which oh. I know is a drop in the bucket compared to people that are really serious about it who put thousands of hours into it. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like the series, and I'll, I'll probably buy four. Yeah, I can really appreciate... I really appreciate that the online
2: on the on 3DS is not... I don't need any weird trickery to get it to work. It's just I can just do it. So that's... Yeah. I, yeah.
1: That. Um, I didn't see if there was voice chat. Do you know, happen to know, if there's going to be voice chat? Uh,
2: no, uh, but I don't know. It could be some weird thing that... Capcom adds lathe just like they did with uh you know, with with three ultimate, so
1: yeah. I mean I it seems so necessary to me in that game.
2: It seems like something that people avoid on handhelds for some reason. Like it's not right. wanted. There's a microphone
1: though, so just mm-hmm. like the Wii U, so why not take right. advantage of it? They had it in that Heroes of Ruin game. <laughs> of <all laughs> they things, did which five people bought, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, well, let's talk about Fantasy Life then. This was a big surprise to me. I hadn't really been following this up until E3. And even when they showed the trailer, I'm like, eh, whatever. But then when I watched the Treehouse event, I'm like, change me completely. I like, I need this game now.
3: Was it like a religious conversion?
1: Yeah, yeah. I now worship um, Audrey Drake of Nintendo, <laughs> if you're familiar with her. Yeah, it's a level five game. Who They do Professor Layton, and they did, what, Dragon Quest? Mm. Mm-hmm. And this company that's called 1UP, they used to be called Brownie Brown, they made a lot of great JRPGs. And this game, Fantasy Life, looks like a RPG sort of a hybrid of like, I mean there's Animal Crossing elements, there's definitely like Rune Factory, Harvest Moon kind of elements... And then there's also a lot of... I mean, it just reminded me of Dragon Quest Nine, despite the cute aesthetic of fantasy life. So I'm really excited for this one. I mean, full character customization, and you can change your appearance, you can change your stats, you can change your class, I think at, like, any time. You're like, oh, I'm sick of being a miner. I'm going to be a, a blacksmith or something.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I... Like, what grabs me about this is the idea that, like, it's based, you know, like an, a fantasy epic kind of RPG thing where it's sort of just, like... Showing what the actual like real world would be like outside of an epic quest.
0: Hmm.
3: <laughs> the real world is boring, though. The epic <laughs> quests are what's exciting.
4: Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't need to get my heart rate up <laughs> all the time.
1: Not all of the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really exciting to me that it has online co-op. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just cemented it that I am getting this game. Tyler, I know you wrote about
2: it. Yeah, Fantasy Life is super cool. I'm super, uh, like right away. I was like, oh man, because of the timing, this means we're, like we're obviously gonna get the updated version. Uh, kind of oh, yeah. like how bravely, bravely default, default. How yeah, how we were in, uh, like we got the updated version. So this one, like you said, you get the online co op. You can communicate with your friends. Um, they have like a weird thing that they're also doing in Japan with Yokoi Witch, which um, where you like can go online onto like a website. And it, your character's on there, and now you can take screenshots in the game, and then they're kept on that site, and then you can, you know, mm. put them on Twitter and stuff like that, so it's pretty cool. Lots yeah. of really crazy stuff. The online co op is nuts, so it's really awesome. I'm really excited for this. And it was just a game that I was like, oh, well, I'll throw it into the pile of level five games that we'll never see here, like, every, <laughs> like, you know, like, Time travelers, yeah. all these things that I really want. It's just you never know. It's just like then, like there'll be like three sequels in, and you're like, well, when, when are we going to get any of these? Just like in a Zuma <laughs> Eleven. So it's yeah. good that they're that Nintendo's stepping forward. Nintendo's really doing the jobs that everyone else should be doing. It's good. It's it's. it's I'm glad. Yeah, um, of like localizing. And of stuff? yeah, bringing stuff over. Like they do see that there's gaps in their lineup, so they're like, okay, we'll help with this. Yeah, we'll
1: bring over Ace Attorney versus, uh, um, yeah, Layton and all that stuff. So it's really good. Yeah, that's um, sort of going back to what I was saying, how there's not a lot of big games in Nintendo's lineup, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that's opening up for a lot of stuff like Fantasy Life and um, Tomodachi Life and other games with life in the title, I guess. Yeah,
2: it seems like they just. With with Fantasy Life, they just want to get their own uh, life simulators out of the way. Animal Crossing, it's like there's like a year wait between all of these games where it's like Animal Crossing mm-hmm. and then next year is Tomodachi Life and,
1: you know, shortly thereafter is Fantasy Life, so. Going back. To what Emerus was saying earlier, Codename Steam. This was like Nintendo's sort of big surprise for 3DS. Yeah, they revealed it on Thursday evening on their uh, Treehouse Live kind of thing. And it's a game by, as we said earlier, Intelligent Systems. The people who brought us Fire Emblem and Advance Wars. And I guess because they're not doing another Advance Wars anytime soon, they decided to do this. Which
3: is a tragedy.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, but it's a turn-based strategy game with these sort of third-person shooter elements. I don't know. It's it's a lot like Valkyria Chronicles. I think if anyone's played those games. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to admit I only watched my friend play the, the first one. But um, didn't they cameo in Project Cross Zone?
4: A couple of them did. Yes. <laughs> that's all. That's the only experience I have with, with that game series.
2: Oh no! Yeah. Well, this yeah. game might turn you on to it because they do seem very similar. And, yeah. and part of me is is because of, like as we talked about with the art style, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, maybe they feel that that was a failing of Valkyria uh, Chronicles that it's too niche that this Ugh. game can't succeed the way that it, like with these anime with this like anime stylings and stuff like that.
4: So
1: like so this, they, is, this is total more, Western yeah. uh, like makeover. <laughs> I feel
4: like anime is way less like niche at this point than. Um. What, whatever Jack it is Kirby they're doing mixing. with, yeah, yeah. Like the Jack Kirby mixed with um. Bruce Tim. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It is weird. Uh, in a in a steampunk environment, fighting
3: um Cthulhu monsters. Yeah, that that like I don't even need to see the gameplay. That just makes me want it yeah. so bad. <laughs>
1: well, you a secret team led by Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. In London, of all. I don't even know why. Abe Lincoln's leading a team in London, but I don't care. Steampunk, Lovecraft, Jack Kirby.
2: Oh, no. That, that question came up and they answered it. Where it was something weird, like, well, aliens would attack London at, in that time period because that would be, like, the epicenter of the world. Like, okay. the most important yeah. part of the world. But then Abe Lincoln is also just like, well, you know what? We should take care of this because we need
1: to help <laughs> the world. So that's out next that's year great. as well, but it's. Um, I'm sure we're all going to be playing that, baby.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just like the sound of the mechanics, too. Like, you get a certain. Instead of move points or like action points, you have steam as a resource. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a really neat idea.
2: And it seems like it's very forgiving from how they. Just, unless I didn't understand them right. But because they, it seemed like all oh, your forward movement, it takes away steam, but you're allowed to move backwards at any point, like in that range that you've already no, moved and move around. No.
1: Yeah, I watched them play the game on on live for like half an hour. Yeah. And yeah, totally. You can think how to explain this. It's not like uh, you move and commit. I mean, you can move to a bunch of spots and like decide where you're going to commit. And it tells you how much Steam you're going to use when you move to each one of those spaces. Because it's still sort of grid based, I think, you know? Uh But it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I really I
2: think that is really smart. Like, because it seems like they're not providing an, uh, an overworld map, that it's almost about discovery and you discovering how the landscape is. And I think that they're going to play into that and they'll design levels a certain way and always have, like, these landmarks so you can tell where your units are based on certain
1: landmarks and stuff. It's very oh. smart. It's interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no view of the battlefield. You pretty yeah. much only see from each unit's perspective. That's really it's it's neat. That's a really interesting take. One of the characters is a giant lion man. That's awesome. That I saw it? that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and the music is done by the same dude who or perhaps not a dude, I don't know, who did the Advance Wars games. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, and in in that treehouse directly like, well live, sorry. Uh that was yeah. amazing. The music I was like this is rocking music for what's yeah. going on right now. It's very mm-hmm. There's like
1: a um Freaking, what's that song? The dude did a like the one of the characters with the big square chin did like a special move with like a this big golden eagle and like the American flag pops up behind him and it plays like I don't know, America the Beautiful or something but it's all metal. Oh, it's so so fun. Well, did you guys see anything on Harvest Moon the Lost Valley?
2: Oh, you know what? No, that is interesting and I and I didn't want to pay attention to that because that's the the one that Natsume is developing themselves, right?
1: Yes. And I've seen like, good talk this is about it's like it. a a muddy issue for me. Yeah, like, it is weird. Um, I guess so. Natsume, Natsume is making it, but the people who originally do Harvest Moon who are Mar- like Marvelous, maybe, or
2: like the name of the specific developer. I can't remember the name of the, 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 the. If it's well, Marvelous makes it, publishes it in Japan, and I'm not sure if that is like their own studio. I think it is. I don't know. I or else I can't think of the name of the
1: specific studio. Well, one company has, like, the rights to the translated name Harvest Moon, but the other company, like, actually has the rights to, like, Harvest Moon. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, to, well, like, it's Natsume,
2: yeah, Natsume was the publisher that had the balls to publish it um, yeah. back on the Super Nintendo, and so they brought it over as Harvest Moon. So, that yeah, they own the name Harvest Moon, and it's Marvelous. So it's actually called,
1: like, Farm Story or something like that. Exactly,
2: yeah, mistaken. that's right, yeah, 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 so the Marvelous has, you know, the Japanese name and then the game. That's that's what they yes. have to do with it. Yeah.
1: So they're doing their own thing, but they can't call it a Harvest Moon America. That's called Story of Seasons. There wasn't really anything on that E three, but yeah. Harvest Moon the Lost Valley is basically not our <laughs> Harvest Moon game kind of it it to me it looked kinda like um, you know, newer Harvest Moon games, but there's this whole thing they're adding where it's like a lot like Minecraft, where like the terrain is like malleable I guess you could say like they mentioned in one of the demos like people like one of the developers like basically creating a mountain by like digging down a valley and stuff like that so I don't know I'm really excited to play this sort of like Minecraft with farming aspect maybe. From what I recall from their PR they said it was like fully 3D which is a first for the
2: series Uh, Yeah, is is that like from what you saw was that did that seem correct I I, I just I wanted to be like is that.
1: I only saw stills like I. Okay. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was just hard to
2: see coverage because I remember like I, like they brought it there, and Seed brought <clears throat> Story of Seasons there, so it's hard to know. It's really bizarre. Like, what did was... they? Uh, I didn't see Story of Seasons. Man, see, it's hard to know because everyone's covering other stuff. So, and it's busy for us too because we're trying to figure out everything that's going on with titles right. that may appeal to us more. So it's hard. Right. But you know, like they had the giant cow, inflatable cow, and then um, I think Exeed had like the llama from the game. So <laughs> they had the game there. Like that was. Like to Exceed, like in their PR for this going to E three, that was like their highlight. They had a whole bunch of Vita stuff, but Story of Seasons was like what they were pushing. Like that was a big deal
1: to them. Well, I'm really disappointed that I didn't I didn't even see anything on it. Yeah. What about Shovel Knight? Are you a Shovel Knight man?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm very much anticipating it. I didn't do the Kickstarter. I don't do very many Kickstarters. I think I've yeah. done... I did the Diamond Trust of London, uh, just because it was like, oh, the game's made, and he's going to just mail it to me. That's what the whole thing is. And I think I did... I got sucked into Shantae. I like those games. I'm not like the hugest fan. Yeah, but I think okay. it was like $10 for like early bird. So I was like, okay, $10. That's fine. Because I knew it would be 15 so I'm like, oh, I'm saving money, as opposed to paying $20 and getting, for, <laughs> and getting the game when it comes out, or early or whatever. Uh, Shovel Knight, I did it... So, like uh, worked on an interview with those guys with Yacht Club oh, wow. games, so I mean I'm looking forward to the game, I just don't really do Kickstarters.
1: Yeah, I, I I feel you. Um Kevin, this is right up your alley. Do you know much about it? Yeah,
4: I've been I've been paying mild amounts of attention to it up up until before E three. Um, mm-hmm. and since it is like an old school experience, like that's the kind of thing that um yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna really enjoy that game. Yeah. I mean it's very Mega Man y. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Mega Man that much though, guys. I don't I don't really. <laughs>
3: I've heard that you're down on Mega Man.
4: <laughs> That's a lie.
2: <laughs> I, I like I said I grew up with the NES, but I never played any of them. And now on the 3DS, I'm like playing through all of them. Like I'm like this is awesome. Yeah, they're so suspend good. point I do a suspend, a suspend point like every I don't even know like ten seconds or something. I'm so nervous, but uh, <laughs> but let me play the game. So that works for me. Like I'm still these these are great games. These are awesome.
4: Are you playing the NES ones or just the uh, Game Boy ones?
2: Oh, I'm playing like all. them. I'm trying to play them all like once. It's really stupid. that's awesome. But I'm just like just jumping from game to game. Like I I was on a streak of finishing. I was I think I'm at Mega Man Four on the NES, mm-hmm. and then when they did this like Mega Man like the Mega May or I think it was Mega May. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh cool, and I've just been buying like buying those up like crazy. So just been playing um Ex- Mega Man Extreme a lot. So
1: well, you're gonna have more to play soon because Capcom's thrown a bunch of. Like Ugh, one of the that was console. such an incredible announcement! Like I was like, oh, yeah. especially because I really
2: like Gargoyles Quest, and that there's Gargoyles yes. Two and Demons Crest. I was like, you are kidding me! I'm like, buying this... all of those. Ugh, it's incredible. And, uh, Mighty Final Fight, like that game looks adorable. I have
1: wanted to play that game since I was like 13. I'm yeah. so excited. That yeah. was one of the last <laughs> NES games, I think. It was very late in its life anyway.
2: And it, The announcement came at a perfect time because uh, Ryan on the Nintendo Fun Club podcast, he mm-hmm. was talking about how he picked up a cartridge. It was like, oh, Capcom. what was it called like the Capcom Mini Collection. And it was Strider, Bionic Commando, and Final Fight, uh, Mighty Final Fight. And I was like, I got to pick that up. I got to pick that yeah. up. That sounds awesome. And then they announced this. So I was like, I can't wait. I can wait.
4: Wait, is the yeah, Mighty Final should... Fight the one where they were like chibi?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: I, I saw that in an issue of Nintendo
1: Power back in the day, but I, I never actually played it. Well, it'll be on 3DS and Wii U sometime. They didn't announce dates for any of those games. But um, back to Shovel Knight. Um, it's cool because like it seems like every console is getting a developing it based on the system strengths. So Shovel Knight's gonna have 3D of course, and uh, on the 3DS, and Street Pass feature, which is like a they're calling it a battle. Uh, mode similar to the original Mario Bros. Hmm. But like the interesting thing is, you plan out all your moves in advance before knowing where the other character is going to be. It it sounds really weird in a, uh, it. without seeing it in action, but I th- it, they said it's super chaotic and hilarious because neither person knows where the other person is going to be, and so these like crazy battles happen because they're just like <laughs> randomly like attacking or like doing whatever. I don't know. We'll find out in a couple weeks. Comes out June twenty sixth. Yeah. That's super smart.
2: That Street Pass feature is pretty interesting. I really like that. Yeah.
1: Um, very quickly, Gunman Clive two. I don't know if any of us played that. Did you play the first one,
2: Tyler? Oh yeah, I reviewed it for a Nintendo World Report back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it just I got turned on to it pretty early because he was posting on uh, NeoGaf about it, uh-huh. and uh, it came out in Europe first, I think, and then it came out in it was like January of twenty thirteen, I think. So, it's been a while, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this. This game looks much more colorful, a lot more lively. Yes. Uh, as you yes. saw,
1: like you ride on a, um, like a panda. panda and stuff like that. <laughs> Fossil Fighters. Anyone care about that one? That was another game that I saw at
4: E3. I started to watch the trailer and turn it off after about 30
1: seconds. It has the worst theme song ever. It's terrible. It's like, here's a bunch of kids look like they were from Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. And it's just sort of like narrating what you're seeing on screen. And then there's dinosaurs and you're in a Jeep. (laughs) It's like this three-minute terrible butt rock song. But it's like this, you basically like dig up dinosaurs or you dig up fossils. Excuse me. Somehow turn them into dinosaurs, and 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 now kiss. I don't know. <laughs> and, then, and there's what? a jeep. I don't know. I've heard it compared okay. to like Pokemon. So if of like course. you have this like aching hole in your body that isn't filled by this uh, forthcoming ruby and sapphire thing, like um, this this could be the thing that does it for you. If
4: you have caught them all, consider
1: fossil fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about Sonic Boom? Is that a Sonic game? Yeah, you haven't you haven't been following this one? No. Oh my gosh, it's so funny! It's so funny. There are so many good images online about the, <laughs> related to this game. Sonic <laughs> with his scarf, Knuckles with his like disturbing like proportions. Oh, is this
4: with the redesigned
1: characters? Like the <laughs> yeah. first appearance. I was waiting of for that. I was like, yeah. So I guess yeah, yeah. Uh... Well anyway, the console version looks <laughs> super generic, but the 3DS version sort of looks like an old school 2D Sonic game. Um it has, f- you know, four playable characters and I don't know, it looks okay. It actually I've heard actually good impressions of the 3DS game. while, well, like the Wii U and the console version um not so much. Kind of looks like it's, it's 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 more like a Sonic adventure type game on the um on the consoles. So the 3DS might luck out on this one. I I really haven't I haven't played a Sonic game since Sonic 3. Well, <laughs> I guess we can move on. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy Explorers wasn't officially revealed at E three. Um, it was like a, it was like a scan. It was like a s- scan from a magazine or something like Famitsu or whatever. But um, it looks like a four player Final Fantasy slash Monster Hunter hybrid. Which I don't know. I mean, I only saw stills on it, but it looks pretty rad and. I mean, if you guys haven't noticed, if you, if you didn't watch either, like, Sony or Microsoft's press conferences earlier in the week, like, pretty much every game is going to be Monster Hunter next year. Well, what a dark year that's going <laughs> to be. <laughs> every game, like, the new Fable, it's, like, four people, and then you fight giant monsters. Um, this new game by Platinum Games looks like it's going to be fighting monsters with your friends online. Yeah, even Destiny to an extent, you could argue.
3: I mean, that's kind of what gamers want to do, right? Fight monsters with well, yeah, their friends it's, online. Yeah,
1: it's the format. It's the specific format and style of the game. Like, I'm all for it to an extent, but I don't know. So many clones, and then it's just sort of beating a dead horse.
3: I don't know. What about Beating a Dead Horse, the video game?
1: <laughs> that's called Dark Souls. There's actually Dark Souls. <laughs> Unde- yeah. Undead Horses in, in the latest one. Forbidden Magna. Has anyone seen anything on that?
3: You're just making up words. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I forgot about that
1: game. That
2: was like uh, that was announced. It came a li- like after the the Rune Factory team
1: was uh, disbanded. Yes, correct. That is correct. I mean, it's yeah. a long ways out. Uh, the release in Japan is this October, so we're not going to get it for a while. But um, it's a, something about you befriend spirits, and I don't know. It looks nice though. Like it's got this quaint sort of you know anime cutesy art style, but it's very attractive. I don't know. I think I think this, along with like handful of other like the Japanese games we talked about, like Fantasy Life, has sort of cemented the 3DS as um, my favorite gaming platform this generation. It's just consistently delivering these types of experiences that I want. Um, yeah. You know, while the other console manufacturers are out there, you know, just waving their wangs around in the locker room. <laughs> you know, I, th- I feel like Nintendo is, like, getting down and dirty with its girlfriend in the backseat of the car. <laughs> That's so hot. That's an awesome analogy. <laughs> Although, you know, they're not giving us any news on Metroid or F-Zero, which is disappointing.
4: I thought that, I, I thought that they had said F-Zero was pretty much gone.
1: Yeah, th- I've what? heard that they, like, sort of inspired them to do the anti-gravity stuff in Mario Kart which I'm hoping that's not, they're like, well, this is F-Zero now. And then, you know, (laughs) in a month, there's, like, downloadable Captain Falcon. That's what I was just about to say.
4: (laughs) Downloadable Captain
1: Falcon. Not downloadable, you'll you'll have to buy the Amiibo. That's true. Yeah,
4: there you go. And I will.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Provided he's in the right pose.
4: Because if the middle of the night, you'll just hear him scream, Falcon, punch!
1: Yeah. It'd be awesome if they had sound chips like those Star Wars Episode One figures from like 1999.
4: Oh man, I remember those.
2: It looked like they had like little USB sticks almost came with every one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was so
1: weird. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I didn't hear a lot about Vita at E3. No, there was stuff
2: there. It's just that it wasn't. I guess it's not from the booming voice of Sony, so yeah. it's just a lot harder for them to for you to hear it. That's all.
1: So I mean, wow. what what did they announce much?
2: You know what? That's a good question. I'm not even sure if there was a lot of, like, announcements. It just seemed like it was just stuff going into it. Like, XC brought uh, cool stuff, like Akiba's Trip Mm. and, um, Kagura, Shinova, Shinovi um, versus. What else? Uh, I know that they had, uh, uh, Project Miku. Uh, no, sorry, Hatsu Miku. Miku, Uh, Project F second. They had that there, so that's cool. Um, and other than that I don't know and it's weird too because Sony had the, that like trio of game announcements that they made back in like April I think where it was like um, what was it Orishka or it's based like over my dead body like the the localization of that and then Soul Sacrifice Delta which you know already came out and then um, there was the other one which I'm, I don't know it's in my
1: mind right now but that like didn't even bring their own stuff there that was for Vita which is like really weird yeah they're basically pushing it as like you know you're I don't know would you say your second streaming experience, kind of? Or, like, your off-TV play, like the Wii U gamepad? Like, it seems what it's relegated to now.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure what they're
1: really going for. And it was so weird to me to see their conference and them trying to
2: spin the PlayStation TV mm-hmm. uh, as some sort of benefit for the Vita, t- for the Vita. which I was like, okay, like, you're you have something coming out that doesn't support all the games for the handheld that you're saying it's supposed to support. So what is the movement there? Like, how are consumers who aren't just us going to go into a store and be like oh we'll buy these games and then they're all not all gonna work it's it's such a weird move it's so bizarre yeah
1: and what was the thing with Final Fantasy Type 0 oh they goofed up <laughs> they announced it for Vita right but then they're like oh, yeah no, I'm just it was kidding. like like Square was like oh no like we're announcing
2: it and it's for uh, PS4 and Xbox one and then like I don't know if I don't know if Square Enix wrote the po- the post because it is from someone from Square Enix like mm-hmm. on the the Sony blog. Um, but it was on the Sony blog for Europe and America, and it said, right in the headline like, "Oh, Final Fantasy Type Zero coming to the Vita." And then, like, um, the guy on Twitter who does a lot of uh, like works for Sony and does a lot of the Vita talking kind of thing, who you know, when you talk to him about games on the Vita and whatnot, like he was like, "See, told you guys, like you had to wait." we worked really hard to... We worked all hard together to get this come out here, and then it wasn't true, so how much does someone who works for Sony really know about what's going on about that game, about a Vita game, if he didn't even know that that wasn't right, and then Sony just changed the headline to read that it was coming to PS4 and apologized, and then it took off from there, (laughs) and it went crazy, and people are super pissed.
1: Well, you're a Vita owner, right? Uh, Yeah, that's right. And, so, I mean, what are you playing on that thing right now?
2: (laughs) It is hard, um... I'm not even. I, I'm not one to like bemoan like the indie games we get. Yeah, because there is a lot. Like it's good. It's fine. But not everyone's going to appeal to me. I feel like Sony has like just terrific develop like their own internal development, especially like their the, the Japan studio. Yeah. Um. And then we don't really see a lot out of them. And I guess they're just focusing on the PS4. Right. Um. Nintendo is, is doing the best they can to like spread across. And I understand why they would focus on the Wii U, especially during the conference, because it's like, that's their struggling console. Like, that's the, that's what they need to focus on. Sure. And Vita is Sony's struggling console, and um, why don't they want, like, don't, is this not another revenue stream? Like, is it not smart to support it better? Right. And they announced those titles, and that's great, but they didn't even bring them to E3, so what does that, what do they really mean to them? Are they going to be retail releases? Because I like buying retail, I understand p- other people like buying digital, uh-huh. but it's about having like a presence on the shelves and getting people because if people yeah. want to buy Vita games, they're just going to see all these marked-down, old pieces of shit, yeah. when in reality there's lots of games, but they're all download-only. So people need right. to see stuff on the shelves and be like, oh, there's, look at all these games.
1: That's pretty impressive. I'm going to buy a Vita. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's really bizarre. Yeah, I mean, the Vita, te- like technically speaking, like when it came out, I'm like, holy crap. This is, like, a 3DS killer. But, yeah, I mean, and like you said, I'm not, like, knocking indie games or Japanese games, but, like, that's all there is now. It's, like, niche Japanese games and indie stuff.
2: It seems there, there's nothing that makes that, like, Sony... I feel like it's Sony's responsibility to make me want this game. Like, a lot of companies mm-hmm. like Nintendo uh, are saying that, you know, one game can change the Wii U's oh, outcome. Oh, yeah. And so... Yeah. Sony should have and so Nintendo's gonna make that game. They can't count anyone else to, and they obviously you know, they obviously can't, so they're gonna make it. And Sony a lot of people bring up that monster hunter saved the PSP. Well that was someone else coming in and saving them, and mm-hmm. that was Capcom. So Sony needs to figure out what is going on and why this isn't working and fix it. And not just hope that these indie games, which are also just available on everything else that they put out, True. and it's almost just like a treat because it's easy to bring over and it helps with sales. Um, they need to have more exclusive stuff like murasaki baby uh looks awesome and it's crazy that that those people are making a vita only downloadable game and um that wasn't i didn't see that at e3 that wasn't brought up at all during the conference like even during any sort of scissor reel so it's so bizarre yeah it's
1: unfortunate yeah well before we get out of here um this is sort of related to the question earlier it's sort of (laughs) sort of the same question but and not, like, more specifically focused on the games themselves, what's your best in show? Top one or top three games? Tyler, you can go first. Well,
2: I would like to stay on handheld, uh, just for, you know, just for the sake of the show. Okay, I'm well, not, just go ahead. Okay, cool, perfect, because then I was, <laughs> like, realistically for me, it's like, Banana 2, uh-huh. number one, uh, replaying Banana 1 <laughs> as part of that remake, and Splatoon is like, probably Splatoon is like, Really, what I am craving the most. Like, it seems so interesting and so creative that mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it. But Smash Bros. on 3DS is a really big deal to me. Like, I'm really excited for it. Um, and then Codename Steam looks great, too. Like, those are two games that I'm really, really interested in. For sure. What about yeah. you, Emrys?
3: Yeah, I just have the same answer, which is Codename Steam. Right. Because it's such an original thing, and I love Intelligent Systems. So, I, I just, I just want it. Yeah. With my whole being. <laughs> and then Pokemon, of course, because I love Pokemon.
1: So even though it's a remake of a game you've already
4: played. Oh yeah,
3: I'll just buy, I'll buy any Pokemon game they put in front of me, okay. really.
4: Okay, <laughs> Kevin? Um, Smash Brothers, you know, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, although I, I'm, I'm more excited about the Wii U version, I think. Yeah. little bummed that I have to wait for the 3DS one until there's. it's only like a couple months away from the actual, like, console release. Um. That Zelda trailer looked pretty dope. Like, the thing that excites me about that is, like, this is really, like, the first, like, you know, of the new, new style of Zelda to actually have, like, the open world exploration aspect that were in the original games. And, you know, I think that's, like, I thought that I was just growing out of Zelda because, like... Oddly enough, out of the 3D Zeldas, the only one that I've really, really gone crazy about was Wind Waker, Mm -hmm. which I know is unpopular, but, like, I figured out what it is that I like, It's that it's a vast ocean, you can go anywhere, like, you can't necessarily get onto every island at any given point, but you can go... It's a feeling of being able to go anywhere, and that's what I always liked from the Zelda games, so when I watched that trailer and saw, like, you know, the distant mountains and um oh
3: yeah
4: i can't pronounce japanese names at all <laughs> what what is the what is the producer's name uh Numa. how do you say uh, it i don't know and yeah i guess we'll we'll say that we'll say it's like that <laughs> um like when when he said that, like you know you could go and you could go and explore those mountains i was like yes like that's what i that's that's what i spent you know hours and hours doing on the legend of zelda on the nes and in a link to the past mm-hmm. and you know, the games that... Re- and, like, even though people said sailing was so boring, like, I would just ride around on that ocean in my boat. So that kind of made me go a little bit crazy when, you know, when I found out you can do that. Like, yeah. I'm the... You know, it, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. But, like, more than anything else, it's the exploration that I've missed so much. And fantasy life. Just because, you know, it's, like... I, you know, I have, like, 100 hours in Animal Crossing and I'm ready to do it again. <laughs>
1: Well, it's a lot more deep than that, so you know, something to look forward to there. Right. For me, number one favorite game that I saw at E3 was a game that I already saw before in, in a glimpse, but now that I know a lot more about it, I am foaming at the mouth, and that is No Man's <laughs> Sky for PS4. And it's also going to be on PC and Xbox One, but it's a game that's an infinite universe that's procedurally generated And every single player in the world is going to be in the same universe, but because the universe is so vast, it'll be almost (laughs) impossible to meet, you know, more than a couple people. It is insanely, like, it's literally started as a four-person team making this game. They're the guys who made, like, Joe Danger, of all things. But it's, I think they bumped the team up to, like, 10 now or something, but beautiful game. Everything is, like, sort of randomly generated. The the developers said they're looking forward to people surprising them with the landscapes, the terrains, the flora, and the fauna that they're discovering on these planets. And they said, you know, the planets are going to be, like, planet-size. And in the trailer, they show you, like, wandering around in the wilderness, all these crazy animals, and then you walk up to a ship, you take off in the ship, you go up into the sky, you go past the clouds, you go out of the atmosphere, you're in space you go through a freaking like, space battle that's going on between a bunch of ships, you <laughs> navigate an asteroid field, you fly to another planet, and you land on that planet, and uh, I, it blew my mind. If they can pull off what they're promising, <laughs> I will never play another game the rest of my life, probably.
2: I was really happy to see them there, because they survived like this crazy flood where their studio got flooded, and they lost like everything. What? To, yeah, it was like they that. just... Like, it, especially when he was so emotional, like yeah. at, when he when he came when he was on stage and he he said he did seem like he was like really caught up in it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, these guys have been through it. Like this is crazy. Like this is so bizarre. But yeah, I, I think it was like all oh, their data and stuff was like, but they just had to like move
1: offices. They had to move everything, and it was just like a really big uh, uh, letdown. Yeah. So I mean, uh, this game's coming out multi platform. It'll probably be best on PC, but I will most likely purchase a PlayStation Four just to play this game. Other than that, yes, Zelda on Wii U. Um, My gosh, when I was watching that Nintendo uh, digital event and he's speaking, and then all of a sudden just the background pops up and like the grass is just moving in the background. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like I got misty eyed. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I wanted. And then they showed all the, you know, the, what, 30 seconds. Of, of footage or whatever, but it's all in-game. The game is gorgeous, the game is exactly what I want in a Zelda game, and it'll probably be a year and a half before any of us will play it, but um, at least it wasn't a um, two-minute CGI trailer of Nathan Drake getting up out of the sand.
3: So. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um, and then, yeah, number three, Fantasy Life. I had no... I This game wasn't on my radar, I didn't really know about it before E3, and then Nintendo sold me on it. I am all about getting this game. You guys
2: are all really into Fantasy Life. You should try like, um, which Professor Layton is it? Are you guys familiar with uh, the series? Because I think it's the, the fourth one that has the London Life feature, and that is like kind of like the stepping stone that like built up to Fantasy Life.
1: You know, I yeah. I've always been interested in those games, but my gaming budget's so small these days that I have to only get the games that I'm like, okay, I need this game.
3: Yeah, I played the first um, Professor Layton, but it was just pretty much like a puzzle book in game form.
2: Yeah, 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 that with this fourth game, there was like this extra mode called London Life, and it was by Brownie Brown, uh, who made Fantasy Life, mm-hmm. and it was like this 2D game because before Fantasy before Fantasy Life came on the 3DS, it was a a, a DS game, and it was just a 2D game, like like just oh. like a London Life was. And then they brought it, and it kind of just disappeared forever. And they brought it, and then all of a sudden they brought it back. Uh, years ago on the three d s and then you know eventually came out and now we're gonna get it so cool,
1: so yeah, well, that wraps it up for this episode uh thanks, Tyler, for coming and talking definitely. was there anything you wanted to plug? Oh no, <laughs> well, I've
2: already said my my site's name like a million times already, probably, so it's <laughs> <Okay. long> enough. <laughs> just go there and read stuff there's nothing just a lot of e three reactions and yeah. <clears throat> just i just just today i posted something about uh the the hashtag that's going around no vita uh no buy mm. about about the the whole final fantasy type zero thing where yeah. <clears throat> i just feel like it's like okay cool it's good but that their motivation like the, the way they're going about it is really poor so
3: mm-hmm.
1: maybe read that i don't know <laughs> cool yeah well um as far as us portablepower.popularoutcasts.com you can stream our website yeah, you can stream our website. Blah, blah, blah. You can stream this podcast there, or you can find us on iTunes. But if you go to the website, make sure to click on the Amazon banner, uh, clear your cookies first, because we get a cut of that. It helps out with uh, some of the costs and whatnot of making podcasts and drinking beer. Um, make sure to, <laughs> to rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps us get noticed and then just helps us make a better podcast um yeah um, twitter at portable power fm facebook.com slash portable power podcast email us at portable power podcast at gmail.com um we're on vine we're on twitch and we're on DeviantArt. art those last three not as much but sort of um anyway unlike me this evening uh, drink responsibly in the future, children. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I still so have an announcement before we go. Oh, that's right, 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 right. Before yeah. we wrap up. Yeah, go ahead.
4: All right. Yeah. So anyone who is in the Pennsylvania area or even surrounding states, um, July first at seven p.m. in Sunbury, Pennsylvania, Brandy Posey, a comedian, is doing a uh, a comedy show for free in the Sunbury Eagles. And actually people from the Popular podcast Network are also opening for her. Um, we have John Smith, uh, aka Vox the Devil on Tumblr, Kelsey Blue from Girls on Girls, Bill Russum from every podcast there ever was. <laughs> and uh I'm also doing a stand up set opening for her. So make sure you can come out, make sure you come out. If you can, it's gonna be a good time and yeah.
3: The last one was not to be missed. This one will don't miss it. Is Definitely not.
4: The, the, the last one, Emerson and I both cried. Ah, uh, yeah. It was like getting kicked in the nuts with laughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
3: Yeah, we, we thought we were funny before, and it turns turns out we're funny looking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a dad joke I've ever heard one. Nice one.
3: That's what I meant. It was, it was an illustration of my point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you on July 1st. Good night. Adventures right
0: around the bend. And the world's got wonders to spare. Prehistoric, lore to restore and befriend. So get out there, go if you dare. If you dig enough, you'll see. There is power all that time. Wondrous and thunderous creatures to free. Hit the road and give us soar. It's your moment to shout. If you've got the drive, buckle up and race to the fossil frontier Pedal to the floor and let the engine roar Put it into primal instinctual hear. Delve into the ground, discoveries abound Hammer drill thrills by the millions await Look into your heart, powers up the Just Dust away the past and grab a clean slate Now's your chance, the future's your own don't let the present imprison your dreams. Make your life in the wild unknown. Go and be free. Adventures right around the bend, and the world's got wonders to spare. Prehistoric glory to restore and befriend. So get out there, go if you dare. If you dig enough, you'll see there is. Power Wondrous and thunderous creatures yes. to breathe. Hit the road and give us a sword. It's your moment to shine.